0: Hi guys, welcome to Don't Trust What You See. Today, we are actually going to be talking about how the media has been lying to the people since, I would say more this year than ever before. So, how the media lies how the media's COVID lies weaken America. What happens when the next big disease rolls around? And what if it's one that actually is as deadly as people thought COVID might be? What can people trust? It was darkly funny at first how neither corporate media nor their Democrat friends could agree with a single thing President Donald Trump said, no matter how plausible or even obvious it was, he realized it and used it to great effect. When Trump said America needed to be great, corporate media said it had never been great. The New York Times even launched a massive project to prove this. Although... They later had to retract the opening thesis of the project that the colonists re-blooded to preserve slavery. Their friends gave them a polarizer anyways. When Trump talked about the vicious and evil MS-13 gang of rapists and child murderers, calling them animals, corporate media defended MS-13, attacking evil international gangs. This way is e- extremely racist, they said. Bigotory. Emmy-winning journal jamal smith intoned in rolling stone requires that the enemy he made out of out to be less than human and trump has long made use of blurry lines to criticize entire groups of people when trump said our european allies needed to contribute to their own defense and pay their bills corporate media said that they didn't and that this was unfair the president is threatening global security by asking europe to be secure they insisted nato will collapse if it is paid for they warned when trump killed the iranian spy master responsible for more american military deaths than any other living adversary corporate media mourned his passing he was a war hero cbs holly williams entuned in her authoritative australian accent cnn's fared Zakaria said he was also known as personally incredibly brave and anderson cooper said that the dead terrorists reminded him of the french world war ii leader charles d growley in the eyes of our reporting class every single thing president trump said or did had to be wrong it started out entertaining and predictable but could also be troubling depressing and and enraging and when reporters played blind to murderous race riots claiming that they were entirely peaceful or one they refused to admit that the border is a human smuggling and human victimizing operation entirely run by foreign criminal cartels The kind of reporting hurts people badly and no service to the causes these reporters hope to champion. But when COVID-19 came to our shores, their obsession with taking the opposite side of President Donald Trump came very dangerous to our entire country and is the final crack in their long factored and now collapsed role as a check on good governance the press in america is expected to provide reliable information and it's that its audience can use to make decisions and come and come to informed views in their day and in their larger lives some of these decisions might be mundane; others like voting and taking care of your family will be very important Not only this, but the press in America is expected to expose lies, crime, corruption, and other misdeeds, and to hold powerful private and government officials to account. In both of these duties, the press in America has demonstrably and seemingly incredibly failed us. When COVID first hit our shores, they attacked Trump as a racist for declaring a travel ban to the source of the virus. When President Trump said, that the virus might have come from a lab, the press said he was lying, and it didn't. When he said we've, we'd have we develop vaccines maybe within a year, they fact-checked him full. When he said we were recovering as a country, they said we weren't. When he supported states reopening, they all said that we would die. None of their response had any basis in fact. They were merely based on a seeming seething hatred the president. 87% of the stories by U.S. major media outlets are negative in tone. Dartmouth economics professor Bruce Sakerdod and two other researchers found various 50% of non-U.S. major sources and 64% of scientific journals. That means the American press, an outlier, unique among even all other free countries, unimpressive media machines. But Far from done with their language, American corporate media went further, elevating fraudulent champions to fight their most hated president. Men like Governor Andrew Cuomo, who was directly responsible for deaths in nursing homes and the cover-ups that followed, yet managed to make money off his supposed leadership and newfound media celebrity. Remember when he was America's boy boyfriend? Far worse than him, though, is doctor anthony Fauci everything Fauci touched was gold as far as the media cared and the love was returned for Fauci there wasn't an audience too small a publication too irrelevant or a camera too ugly for him to chase. All all the while, switching up facts and stories and slipping in and out of his lies with sense-exposed declarations. His media fanboys when held up to declared truth. Reporters fond. Behind the scenes, they wrote him to the kind emails a husband might be jealous to read. All the while, Fauci undermined the last vagistals of an honest media. What a terrid love affair. When Fox News... Bayer said COVID may have been leaked from a lab, something Fauci knew at the time was possible, an email chain the doctor is on refers to Bayer's observation as a conspiracy. We know that Fauci and his allies spent the next year attacking and dismissing those who shared this theory, but what did he write in response at the time? We don't know because the email is entirely retracted. The American people can't read it. It's confidential. Stand back, important people are making big decisions that affect our lives, all very hush-hush. Of course, Fauci didn't have to ask his friends in the media to keep all these relations quiet for him. They knew what to do. The day after these emails were dumped by Freedom of Freedom of Information Act requests from BuzzFeed, In Washington Post, the White House press corps didn't ask a single question about them. In an interview Wednesday night with Nicole Wallace, she swooned that his leaked emails made him look extra cool and chose to... Instead asked Fauci if he was making up lost ground, apparently referring to the Trump administration, which, for the record, did what the media claimed was responsible by worrying the development and distributing a vaccine in record time. But what about those Buzzfeed and Washington Post reporters who whose FOIAs uncovered this treasure trove? Sadly, unexpectedly, their article tones were practically romantic. Anthony Fauci's emails reveal the pressure that fell on the one man. BuzzFeed's Jason Lef- Lepold writes, Beginning with examples of how the very m- man whose shutdown policy has crippled the economy, while not stopping the virus, by the way, is a soothing presence to those around him. The emails Lepold writes, with a straight face, lay bare Fauci's life toward his newfound celebrity status. The post for this year opened up critically With Fauci's communications with Chinese scientists who have lied from the beginning, the television doctor, they say, is at the time reluctant media star. But why were Fauci and Cuomo heroes in the first place? Why were their words reportedly so uncritically? Why were the hard questions and good evidence of problems being put forth From the Federalist, The Daily Caller, Fox News, and others ignored by the leftists in the media. Why did the corporate media instead print stories whose whose story was impossible to prove? Why did they cheer on Silicon Valley's censorship of COVID storylines that ended up bearing out time and time again? From mask flip-flops, to lockdowns not working, to nursing home deaths, to no outdoor transmission, to lab leak the accusation. We know the answers to all of these questions. It's because they hated Donald Trump, hated his supporters, and wanted to hurt them. But all this, all this demon but all this doming, but all this documenting of their failings isn't about racking up points this really matters in a free republic the role filled by the free media is informing the voter when media becomes so determined they deliberately fail at what they like so many others rotten and corrupt aspects of our society fail their function and the country suffers for it it's not even worth a democracy dies in darkness joke those are all tired as the whole game but what the what happens when the next big disease rolls around and what if it's one as deadly as what people thought covid might be who can people trust the scientists the journalists no they sacrificed. They sacrificed their credibility to hurt Donald Trump. They succeeded in it. I hope it was worth it. So I found this story very, very interesting, and I find that this story, this has, this story, this whole entire document gave me goosebumps actually because it's just very, very true. The media actually sacrificed their credibility to hurt one man. They really thought that this one man. President Trump was so powerful that they needed to sacrifice all of their all of their live being everything for to hurt this one person. That's how powerful Donald Trump was. President Trump needed to have every single media machine attack him at every single different angle just for him to actually lose an election and in 2016, this exactly happened to him, but he broke the system. He actually won against all of the all of the forces attacking him, and this is what's so incredible about President Trump. Let's move on to the next story. The media's desire to amplify activism is surprisingly is stirring anti-Christian church burnings. On this ab- this episode of the Federalist Radio Hour, the Federalist the Federalist senior editor Christopher Bedford joins culture editor Emily Jaschenik. to discuss his article anti-christian hysteria has grown into wait we might want to okay we're just going to read this so anti-christian hysteria has grown into church burning terror and people might be next anti-christian terrorists have turned their rage on poor first nation and canadian communities accused of their all their blood debt and decided they will all they will burn our sacred sacred buildings to the ground sacred buildings to the ground. St. Anne's Catholic Church was a small church built to serve a small town, but that humble building was a mighty testimony testament to the people who built it and nourished it. The people in the people of India, Indian Reserve number two travelled more than forty miles each day by horse and wagon to pick up lumber they used to build their small church. By hand, outside of the town of Headley, British Columbia, the church stood for more than a century, providing spiritual nourishment to its small congregation at the far-flung edge of the world. But now St. Anne, Sanian is gone on june 26, it was burned until nothing was left by a smoothing, smoothering pile of ash. It was lighting it, was, it wasn't lighting lightning, or a traje- tragic accident. It was arson, and it wasn't an insulated accident. Accident All over Canada, churches are going up in flames. On the same day, 25 mile south, Our Lady of Lurs, Lurdy's Parish was burned to the ground as well. The week before that, St. George's Church near Isidose was destroyed. So was Sacred Heart near Potention. Pen- all three were all more than a century old, historic, beautiful houses of worship, destroyed in a day of hatred. Sacred, Sacred Heart parishers gathered to watch their doomed ch- church bor- burn. When the church fell finally, when the church f- bell finally fell to the ground with a single gong, some of them sobbed. Saint John Bastille in Mordenville labrador was burned to the ground. Another arson at Holy Resurrection Church in Edmonton. A statue of Saint John Paul II was vandalized with red paint. All these Catholic, but all these are all these are Catholic, but they aren't the only ones being targeted. In Calgary, ten churches of various denominations were vandalized in a single night. A few days later a vietnamese church was set on fire just hours after it was held it held its first full service in more than a year overall more than two dozen churches in canada have been targeted over the past few weeks and people are cheering on it it's not very it's not just anonymous people either on june 30 harsh v- wala The executive director of British Columbia's Civil Liberties Association responded to a story of another church arson saying, burn it all down. She should be fired immediately. Others railed to her defense. Nami Sayers, a lawyer and blue Twitter checkmark, said, I would help her burn it all down, and also, I would help anyone charged with arson if they actually did burn things. What's going on? You might have heard a little bit about it. From the 1870s up through the 1990s, the Canadian government funded institutions called residential schools. We had similar institutions here in the United States. These were boarding schools created to educate American Indian children, and explicit goal was to assimilate, assimilate them to European ways. Today, we can understand what, where these schools weren't, went astray. They took children away from their parents and communities without family to to look out for them. Some children were exposed to physical or sexual abuse, thanks to insufficient government funding. Schools were often overcrowded, and students were underfed, making the schools unhealthy. But an honest decision of that tragedy is not what the people want. What they want to see is genocide, because these people can hate. And feel justified for doing so. Let's call this for what it is. Chief Jason Lurie, a tribal a tribal chief of the Lower Courtenay court Band, told the Canadian Broadcasting Channel the C B B is a mass murder. It's a mass murderer of ign- Indigenous people. The Nazis were held accountable for their war crimes. I see no difference in locating the priests and nuns and the brothers who are responsible for this ma- mass murder to be held accountable for this part of, so for this part and attempt of genocide of the indigenous people. The vast majority of the priests, nuns, and ministers who built these schools and ran them for a century did so with no- noble and self-sacrificing intent. Now, they are smeared, like they were running death camp experiments. And this ridiculous narrative has been has been deliberately edged on by the press, and even the government. Officers are investigating vandalism at 10 churches. The Calgary police tweeted, We must never forget residential schools are a part of our legacy. That destroyed the lives of so many indigenous families, but vandalism like this only creates further division, fear, and destruction. If you never heard about the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, by the way, I mean, also known as the KKK, Harness Group Murning's campaign described as vandalism, that's because it would be heartless to do so. In Canada, it seems nearly neither honestly nor decently extends to Christians. And don't forget, the Christians brought them this on themselves. While a, libri- a liberate premier, primi- Jason Kenney, decried the arsons as an attack on Canadian values and proudly impreg- pledged money to protect Christians, Prime Minister Justin Trub- Trudeau Trudle- Trudu- Trudu- took a different track. I can't help but think Trudeau m- m- merged that burning down churches is actually depl- depriving people who are in need of griefing and healing and mourning from places where can we grieve and reflect to and look for support i can't help but think he might well have, s- have said instead of that i can't help but think he might well have said instead that burning down churches is bad sorry guys the problem isn't you it's me even as churches were down around him trudeau is singling out the arson arsonist but profantus is demanding that pope travel to canada to deliver an apology for the residential school system it didn't matter if trudeau to trudeau that it was a school system created not by the church but the canadian but canada's government canada's government i mean and that it had promised to take care of the and that he pr- that he had promised to take care of the serum the serum he had promised to take care of the situation 5 years ago nor didn't matter to pope the pope venerated the the 16th had hosted a dep a, deg- a deg- delegation of first nations indians at the v- victory at the vatican 7 years before that where he apologized for the church's role in the government's plan or the canadian the canada the yeah the canadian prime minister stephen harper had apologized 10 months before then nor even the m- missionary ablates of mary immaculate had beat them all to it by nearly twenty years, but we're in the midst of a full-blown Murray moral frenzy. Even before reading long publicly available apologizes, apologies, I mean, and reports, an ounce of sense or credulity should have cast doubt on the sudden hysteria based on the nation. The, based on the notion that Christ- Catholic priests moved to the far flung wilderness. Fed. Okay. But we're in the middle, we're in the midst of a full blown moral frenzy. Even before reading long publicly available apologies and reports, an ounce of sense or credulity should have cast doubt on the sudden hysteria based on the notion that Catholic priests moved to the far flung wilderness, fed, taught, clothed, and, and, cath- and cathedized Indian children, and then, for no reason, took the children aside and murdered them. Consider, for instance, the discovery of 182 unmarked graves near St. Eugene Missionary Mission School outside Cranbrook. These unmarked graves aren't hidden. They're literally in a cemetery, and they're not a mass grave. But individualized, they haven't even found out if the graves contain children or adults. This cemetery was simply used by the entire community. The reason the graves are unmarked is the wooden crosses used to mark them, and the fence that kept them safe decayed. In other words, people have found that the an old cemetery just contained bodies. That's. The same story of—that's the same story at the Marysville Indian Residential School in Sekaquan, where 751 graves were found, according to Chief Setamas de de Rome. These were all individual graves. They were probably once—they probably once had markers. And the cemetery almost certainly includes adults who lived in the area as well. But for those who would hate the church regardless, small town cemeteries is improvised in power rural areas all are warped into mass graves. All of this was carefully detailed in the, in the truth and Recon- Reconciliation Commission report released six years ago. So what's the real story of the residential schools no matter what? It's not a fun one. Canadian government policy at the time was clear. The goal was to assim- assimilate the First Nations into the rest of the Canadian society. This meant, That meant training them into arg- uh, agriculture and Western, Western trades. It meant dressing them in Western clothing, and teaching them English. When European settlers arrived in the mod- modern British Columbia, the tribes who lived there still practiced chattel slavery, something their woke champions might be surprised to learn. Some- sometimes, there, at their Polish gatherings, chief grand- great chiefs murdered slaves to show their wealth. In at least a whole handful of places, ritual cannibalism was an occasional practice. the ab- The above does not justify what the Canadian government did, but it explains their thinking. They were faced with primitive and alien societies, some of which still followed her- her- horrifying practices. Her- horrifying practices more than once. European settlers of the Americas handled tribes by practically exterminating, extram- them. In Canada, their solution was to assimilate them. Once in place, the churches agreed to take children for the government and educate them. Though that was a common role of clergy, especially on the frontiers. According to the truth and Reconciliation report: The government refused to pay for children who died to be transferred to transported back to their parents, despite requests from the churches, and so they were buried there. The government also refused to pay the headstones. So, with limited resources, the churches, so the churches erected wooden markers and fences. And fencing. Those are those. Those are those above. Eventually rotted, and or in some cases were lost in fires. When the schools closed, the departing cler- clergy asked the government to please care for the 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 ceremonies, the ceratores, so they didn't fall victim to the weather, and the cattle and that and everything else that degrades ceremonies that, de- that degrades that degrades. Cyrates, but while acknowledging the need, they didn't do it. Nor did Trudeau ever make good of the promise he made to care for them after the report release. Everything about that is horrible, even if it seems buggling, if well, intentioned. Stupidly and negligence, in are more to blame than darkest evil. Overall an estimated of a hundred and fifty thousand First Nations children passed through residential schools. About 3,200 of them died. More, a little more than 2% that died. That's dead. Not, were murdered. The first of these schools opened in 1867. They, and they peaked prior to the Second World War. A time before, antibiotics, and according to the report, the main cause of death was tuberculosis. Behind that, they were influenza. Influenza, yellow fever, and, and typhoid, the same diseases that were plaguing the, and killing children across Canada. But because of the poor medical care, or poor crowding, and poor and, crowding, and crowded living conditions, all caused by extremely limiting church resources and a government unwilling to help them in the job they assigned, First Nations children died at the rate of 2 to 4 times that their peers were that their peers who weren't in schools. There's no going around the sad history, but history is not what that's about. The terrorists don't care about that. The government doesn't want to think about it either. They have literally found a cemetery that said that said there were bodies in it and decided genocide. There was no Nazi death camps. There was there were once marked victims of a government education system and a harsh realities of disease. And where the government and where is the government anyways? They are the hung of they are where are they where are they? Where are the hung a Catholic po- posters or the hate is not welcome here stickers. Where are the TV ads and the speeches calling out the and calling out and condemning the these barbarous attacks on innocent faithful anti-christian terrorists have turned their rage in on the first nation in canadian communities accused of accused us all of blood debt they decided that they will burn our sac- sacred buildings to the ground. It's explicit, and the government is, and the government responsible for both their program then and defense at, of its citizens now, largely watches on. Over the past few years, access to the West anti-Christian rhetoric has been tolerated, spread, and spoken in the highest stations of power, emboldened. Anti-Christian hate crimes rose across Europe in the United States, from Boston to San Francisco, and from Youngstone to El Paso. Now, even when a widespread campaign burns churches to the ground in Canada over conspiracies in extragas, extricgation and slanders, too many of our leaders stand idle by murdering awkward nothing can, can these can there be any doubt? People will come up with next. If you don't believe in the devil, you should. So this is the story that they were talking about. I do find this story really, really good too. So I'm going to go back to the article that I read before about the media's desire to amplify activism is... anti-christian church burning so i could not agree with this whole entire article more the and i just believe that it's not even this just one situation like they were saying it's not an insulated attack they just the media hates christians in general they hate and now when you're talking more america not canada they hate christians because christians slash republicans slash libertarians slash conservatives they all believe in christianity and they believe in Christianity, and all of the woke left, and the leftists, in the Democrats don't believe in that. They believe in in worshiping Satan, worshiping Lil Nas X, in worshiping anyone that comes out and says that they support the disgusting figure that is that the disgusting figure that is Satan. Okay, I just had to blow my nose quick. So, in the episode of the Federalist Radius Radio Hour, Federalist Senior Editor Christopher. Ben Ford joins culture editor Emily Jeschyniki to discuss his article, Anti-Christian, the article we just read, breaking down some of the myths about the American Indian graves found at the residential schools that are being used to justify attacks on the Canadians and U.S. churches. This is a huge gap between mean and abuse and mass murdering genocidal. And you have to believe your own findings in order to actually think this is remotely plausible and do not and not do the research bedford said this report has been public and has been addressed for more than a decade so that's his final quote on the story that we just read now we're going to be going over a couple more articles about how the media lies straight to the people's face and does not even care so while this article is loading um i just want to talk about how I hate the media. So the media is a machine like we constantly keep talking about. The media machine has been ongoing for years and years and years, but I believe that it's the worst that it's ever been right now. So Piers, Mo- Piers Morgan says media knows identity of police officers. The identity of the police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt. If you don't know who Ashley Babbitt is, Ashley Babbitt is a is an American hero that fought within our wars. But wanted to protest for something that she believed in. So on January 6th, she went to, straight to the pro- root of the cause, the root of the problem in America, the Capitol building. She went straight to the Capitol building and protested for President Trump. And to have a fair and just election and to restore integrity through our election system. She defended for what she believed in, and that's exactly what 50% of us Americans believe in also. So, if she believes in what 50% of Americans also believe in, why is she the one that got killed? So, I can tell you right now. She is the one that got killed because she decided to enter, right in front of police officers, the building. She chose to enter the Capitol building with thousands or I would say hundreds of other people and when she entered the building she tried to enter one of the doors when she entered one of the doors Capitol Police shot her right in the face instead of letting SWAT team that was directly behind her letting them take her off the door themselves the SWAT team was just so confused overall of what just happened because I saw the video countless times that they just did not even know what to do so they tried to save her but she was already dead so this shows that the swat police could have just took their hand put it on her body took her off the door without anyone being killed but Capitol police decided to take a different approach and shoot her right in the face even though she dedicated her life for america she got shot by the american people that are supposed to protect and serve our country so Going right past that, let's get right into the story. So, journalist Piers Morgan says the media knows the identity of the Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt dead on January 6th, but isn't reporting it due to pressure from authorities. Babbitt was one of the five people killed during the raid of the Capitol building. Video footage of the incident showed the U.S. Air Force veteran, attempting to get through a set of locked doors inside of the building before being shot in the neck. The identity of the police officer is responsible for killing Babbitt remains unknown to this day. But, of course, as soon as they kill anyone remotely black in America, they're prosecuted on every single media outlet. They literally have ads through New York City to hate on them. So, Whoever killed George Floyd, oh, they're they're dead. Like they are fried toe. They're literally dead. But the person that killed Ashley Babbitt, a white American, this no, nobody cares about this. So, the identity the, the identity of the officer responsible for killing Babbitt remains unknown to this day. However, journalist Piers Morgan revealed today that the media outlets are fully aware of the name and background, but they're fearful. Of releasing this information due to warnings from law enforcement I know who it is writes Morgan I know the name I know his name his age his rank his family status and his service record new column I knew I know who killed Capitol Hill writer Ashley Babbitt but you but you don't and nearly does his does her family and whether you think she's a traitor or a patriot that is a shameful f- failure of public transparency and justice and she said um piers morgan said right on twitter here i know all of this be because dailymail.com journalists did their job and found out as i am sure i am sure have oh, as i am sure have journalists from other sources from other news sources or organizations although i'm um, equally sure About many, although I'm equally sure that many prestigious left leaning news organizations who ought to know better have probably not even bothered. Nobody has reported the information yet because there has been enormous pressure put on the media about the Capitol Police and the officers' legal team not to do so for fear it would endanger his life. Morgan went to describe. Continued efforts to keep the officer's identity a secret—a shameful, fea- a shameful failure of public transparency and justice. Babbitt's family have already rebuffed the efforts to find out the officer's name, with her window Aaron Babbitt being forced to file a lawsuit claiming the. Metropolitan Police Department failed to comply with a Freedom of Information Act request. Critics have contracted the case to the death of George Floyd, despite Officer Derek Chauvin's life clearly being put under risk. His identity was quickly released to the public, and that's the point that I just made. President, Trump, President Donald Trump recently used his platform to, to, to draw attention to the situation, while also asserting he personally knows the identity of the police officer involved. Police are being treated unbearably, unfair, when you look at the people in in prison, and nothing happens to Antifa, and they burned down cities and killed people. Trump said Wednesday during a press conference, there is no guns in the Capitol except for the gun that shot Ashley Babbitt, and nobody knows who the man was. So this is just disgusting. And like I just keep saying, they they obviously have their narrative that they're trying to push, and they're trying to push that white people are racist towards black people, and that's just not true at all. If white people were so racist towards black people, why did we elect a person that is black to be president of the United States in 2008? Can anybody explain that? No. Because if America was so... sub just so fundamentally racist and systemically racist why would we elect a black president it does not make any sense at all so deep block here are all the media and democrats who falsely claimed hunter biden's laptop story was russian disinformation media has gone into full-blown damage control trying to discredit hunter biden's story as russian propaganda without evidence dn rechuliffe asserted today let me be clear the intelligence community doesn't believe That it has no allegiance that supports that. In Democrat operatives, unformedly misled the American people over relations about Joe Biden corruption detailed on his son Hunter Biden's laptop, categorizing the story as Russian disinformation. Without a thread of evidence to disprove the New York Post's Hunter Biden story, the media and Democrat lawmakers quickly reverted to their tied playbook Russia, Russia, Russia. Ultimately, the left was once again exposed as liars, after Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe clarified Monday that the Hunter Biden story was not in any way Russian dis- disinformation. Rather, those claims were attempts by Democrats to discredit the story for political purposes. So this is this, th- this is the thread right here. So another Russian-related lie was exposed today. It's about time that the allegation that New York Post's Biden coverage was Russian dif- disinformation, something that every corner of the media and Democrat Party assured us was the case. That's from Drew Holden, and he has Drew Holden 360. So reporter Drew Holden presented a comparative thread of screenshots of mainstream media reporters from CNN, The New York Times, NPR, PBS, CBS News, msnbc the washington post usa today and even business insider all parroting the same talking point of russian dif- disinformation without evidence to support it getting us started is cnn who had chief russian conspiracy james clapper on the program to talk about how the Post story was classic textbook soviet russian tradecraft his words and then did an autonomy of the Dibberus story. That's from Drew Holden. But right behind them was New York Times, who ran a similarly incredible story. And whose chief political reporter, Maggie, dou- doubled down on the Russian disinformation angle. But the real leader, as with all these Russian hoax related, was a- MSNBC. They also managed to pull Congressman Raja Raha, Philip Rucker, and McFall, who was all aboard this idea already. There were plenty others. I wonder if we we get a follow-up from PBS NewsHour about the DNI shooting this report down. Also documented in Holden's thread was numerous Democrat lawmakers and political operatives led by the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff and were caused by news outlets getting their stories well as it happens many of them are from elected officials paid by your tax dollars instead you'll be stunned by leading the charge on the latest rash of russian related hysteria was rep adam Schiff, as ever he wasn't alone chris murphy ct did a whole thread on it here's just a few of them i really don't like twitter because of the the censorship going on but this is the thread right here. RetroLife says Hunter Biden laptop emails did not not part of some Russian dif- disinformation campaign. News director, the Steve Holder, in a public for asking Joe Biden a tough question. He should be fired immediately. He deleted the tweet, but I did him the favor of savoring it for him. The CBS News stand behind this journalism. Bro, is this your news director? The right question is, what do you think of the report that Rudy Giuliani used? Russian disinformation to try to smear your family 19 years before an election. There, fixed it for you. That's exactly why he deleted this tweet because he does not believe what he said anymore. So, National Security Advisor warned Trump in December that the that Giuliani was a target of Russian disinformation campaign. With got a lot to go through on this one so we've got to start doubling up early here's what we got the washington post business insider newsweek and usa today so we have right here the washington post the white house was warned giuliani was a target of russian russian intelligence operation to feed misinformation to trump u.s spies say that the hunter biden email controversy shows how exploitable trump and giuliani are to Russian intelligence Giuliani is drunk at the time and Russian disinformation campaigns are taking advantage Trump's ex-lawyer so this is USA today FBI probing whether emails in the New York Post story about Hunter Biden are tied to Russian disinformation those are all the screenshots there and of course the media's most constant Russian truther David Korn DC checked in on behalf of Mother Jones I could do the entire thread just on coin, honestly. So David, Coyne, this blue check mark is right because how do you say "don't hold your breath" in Russian? Trump right now is banking on the a Russian disinformation campaign to help him win. He is not going to criticize Putin in his time of need or any other time. Just posted. I explained how the New York Post embraced, embraced, and promoted Russian dis- disinformation with its supposed. Biden bombshell. Show. Will the rest of this media do better? Please read. What did I say? Rudy Giuliani and, Re- and real Donald Trump and his whole crew have been pushing Russian disinformation, just as they did in 2016 to cover up Huland's operation to help Trump. This is a betrayal of the highest order. Oh, yeah, totally. He so needed Russian's help. And you guys needed China's help in the 2020 election. So, I mean, if you really think that, then we think this. So, it's not responsible journalism for the New York Post to state an allegation largely disproven and is is a fact. Which it did in the first sentence. And to report on these emails without noting the related Russian disinformation campaign tied to Rudy Giuliani as being a useful idiot. Oh, did you just say useful idiot? You might know a lot about useful idiots considering you are a useful idiot. I mean, that's just funny right there. So, David Selin may fly under the radar on it, but he's been died in blood. Russian collusion guy too. Nourad Turidan went full back helicopters on this one. Not only did NDA... RetroLife, who is in charge of what classified information Congress sees, disproved the bogus Russian disinformation talking point, but so did President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. I gave them Hunter's hard drives to the New York Post, and they held them for a week and authorized them. I mean, I didn't think the Washington Post would publish them without being absolutely certain they're authentic, Giuliani told Fox News Sunday. So let's go through and watch the Rudy Giuliani segment with the Fox News.
1: All right, Griff, thank you very much. The New York Post knows about that because they wound up getting copies of things from that man over there, Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal attorney and former mayor of New York City.
0: Mayor, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, how are you? We're doing okay. We're just sorting through these many (laughs) new emails. There's plenty to go through, including as... as Oh, my gosh, about... I know. 10,000 more, yeah. Well, you would know because you've got them. Uh, Griff was just talking about oh, how it sounded like Hunter was trying to get a deal with a Chinese energy firm and then in another one back in 2017 sent by uh, Robert Biden, and we should say that is what these are believed, uh, involves a deal where it appears Hunter is asking for $10 million a year. It seems as if you are the source of these email, right? Well, not really. The source of the email is a, a merchant, a guy who repairs uh, hard drives that Hunter Biden left it off with. He's actually been interviewed by the press and affirmed that. Uh, he had them for quite some time, and he actually turned them over because the FBI had had them for six months and done nothing with them. And then he was quite upset with the coverage, the kind of coverage you're describing yeah. tonight, about how un- uh, this morning, rather, about how unfair it was. <laughs> he happens to be a fan of mine, unlike uh, Biden's attorney and thought I was being treated very unfairly. Yeah, so he called my lawyer, and he said, "And he said I have a group of emails that are shocking to me, and uh, display right on the face of it a number of federal crimes, that I'm even a lawyer. Yeah. So my lawyer went down there. He vetted him for two weeks, actually, and I uh, emphasize to you how this is authenticated. First of all, I did, and my lawyer did. Okay, you don't have to accept that. I gave him to the New York Post, and they held him for a week and authenticated him. I mean, I I don't think the New York Post uh, would publish them without being absolutely certain they're authentic. Finally, they don't even dispute that they're authentic, and I'll give you the best one of all. The big mouth lawyer made a very big mistake. Before this was even out, when it was just they were called about it, first thing he does is call that merchant, and he says, can I have my client's hard drive back? So, (laughs) he's basically admitting for his client, as his client's agent, that's that's Hunter Biden's hard drive. And if you would like to send a representative of, of uh, your show to my office, I have to take a look at it. You tell me if it isn't authentic. It's authentic as hell. Uh, some of those pictures on it can only have come from him. And I'll tell you why I know it for sure. I have about 10 pieces of confidential information nobody knows except me and Hunter Biden. Kept it that way. You know I investigated cases of 50 years. So- Every one of those hits the mark.
0: Uh, everyone. In
1: other words, I have an anonymous source. I'll give you an example. I have an anonymous source that reports on a meeting at the State Department, which would violate the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And Hunter Biden was taken in the back door and kept off the books. The gentleman who was involved in it and who told me about it had the date. I've had that for a year and a half. That very date shows up in his emails, there are five emails setting up that appointment, that date, that exact time. Mm. I've got five of those, if anybody cares to examine it. They're not even disputing it. This is Hunter Biden's emails, text, and really the photographs will, will uh, shock the hell out
0: of you. So Rudy, for people- So yeah, um, the photographs will shock everyone because they're literally nudes of Hunter Biden, by the way. And I do agree with the point that Rudy Giuliani just made. And that's the point that the lawyer is asking for hunter biden or aka his 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 client's hard drive back so if it was not hunter biden's hard drive why would the lawyer be saying i want my client's hard drive back it just does not make any sense and this is not russian disinformation at all this is literally coming straight from the repair place. This is coming straight from everywhere. This is coming straight from the source. Not some Russian, not Putin. It just does not make any sense this would come from Putin at all. I wanted to end off on this one, this story because of the fact that a lot of people have been talking about this and you just need to look up the pictures like the pictures that are on hunter biden's laptop will just prove that it's hunter biden's laptop because of the fact that it's nudes so literally him in like underwear it's just very very ugly stuff so if you really do want to check that out and <laughs> i don't know why you would but if you do want to check that out it's available online because all of it got exposed but thank you all for watching and i hope that you have a great rest of your day and please If you do look up the Hunter Biden pictures, that's going to ruin your day. I'm just telling you right now. Thank you all and have a great one. Everything that you see in here on this website is all funded by you guys. So if you want to support me and everything that I do, check out shop.demetriosurujo.com. We have hoodies with all with this brand new, recently released manipulation logo. I love it so much. It's all embroidered. So we have those in hoodies. We have them in sweaters and we have them in the all new sweatpants. I've been using it so many times that I have to wash it every single day so I can use it again. We have all different colors. So if you are interested, check out shop.demetriosurujo to learn more you <laughs>